right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to our wonderful broadcast this wonderful evening, Tuesday night Bible study. Hope and prayer everybody's doing well out there in that land. Had an awesome day today. And truly, with God, with God, it's always awesome. Amen. You can't go wrong serving God. You can't go wrong living for God. And uh, truly, truly, he is a good and mighty God that he is. We're thankful today to be able to uh, come back and bring the word one more day. It's God by God's grace. And truly, truly, he is, a, uh, again, a, his word is awesome. His word is true. <clears throat> and we are truly thankful that you come to join us this evening. We encourage you to share the page out. Share the page out on your Facebook. Those over on YouTube side. Go ahead and copy the link, share it out to your friends, send out a text group uh, as we typically do with text groups to uh, those over on the YouTube side and send it out through WhatsApp, whatever you got. Say, so come on in, let's hear the word of God. Amen. And the people may not listen to it live, but they can listen to it later on down the line. And, and a lot of times this will be finding out that people are listening to it later on down the line. So you come, you come uh, and share with us uh, uh, the broadcast out to the your, your, your social media, your Twitters and all that good stuff. We try to put it everywhere. So people can hear the word of God. So we like to welcome each one. We we're covering uh, uh, the book of uh, <clears throat> well, actually the chapter of Proverbs, chapter eleven today. I shared with you last week, chapter four, and uh, uh, it was I, I shared with you many times about how that we typically try to read a, a chapter of Proverbs a day, and I got the old statement about a proverb a day keeps the devil at bay. What does it at bay mean? It means he's not he's not doing away with him, but you keep him at bay. He's going to run around doing his thing, but you know what? When you use the word of God and live off the word of God and dwell upon the word of God, it keeps the devil at, at, at distance. Amen. So you keep him at bay in your life. Don't let him wreak havoc in your life. Don't let him wreak havoc in your soul. But again, we are thankful for the word of God. And so the Bible, the Bible says, Proverbs, the book of wisdom, the book of wisdom we shared with you last week about it's written by Solomon, uh, majority, yeah, pretty much all of it's by Solomon. And, uh, he covers a lot, of, a lot of good nuggets, a lot of nuggets on life in general, things in life, uh, how to deal with things and little things that pop up. Everything concerning life is found in the word of God. And a lot of things doing business and conducting our lives, uh, behavior, uh, attitudes, everything is all found in the word of God. How to deal with situations. You're looking for how to deal with things. Go turn to the word of God. And so that's why it's important to be a student of God's word so you can glean back at things and reread it. Because, again, you're reading this chapter 11, even just today, you know, so much that pops back out again. You read over it and it becomes a, a ritual. But you know what? If you read it and really say, God, speak to me again, God will speak to you again. And that word will come on time as always. And so I think about it as nuggets in life. It's almost like the fortune cookie, but it's better than the fortune cookie. You pull that thing out. And really, God has always got some words of wisdom. And this chapter here is about cause and effect. It's dealing with a lot of cause and effects. You read uh, the book of Proverbs. It has, has ebbs and flows to it. Uh, if you do this, this will happen. If you don't do this, this will happen. On and on and on. And so it's kind of that rhythm. Uh, it's a poetical book, as we shared with you before. It's a poetical book. It's almost like a ebb and flow uh, of uh, ups and downs and, and rhythms to the writing that he did. And so... Uh, uh, it's also dealing with causes and effects or laws of sowing and reaping as well. So, uh, again, let's look at, let's dive into it and look at some of these life lessons today. Proverbs chapter 11 is what we're covering. The Bible says a false balance. False balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just way. Proverbs 11, 1. A false balance is a uh, is an abomination to the Lord, but a just way is his delight. And naturally, I share with you. Out of just doing business and interacting in life, 
uh, again, uh, being true in our world today of businesses, you're always trying to find the best deal out there, the best discount or whatever case may be. And you may have seen those old pictures of where uh, the farmer or the, the man at the market and lady, uh, uh, the old lady, but she's, he was pushing, she's pushing the scale up. He's pushing it down wide, trying to get a, the best deal as possible. They used to weigh it on balances to find out the price of things. And naturally, we still do that through weight, the price per pound and all these different things. And so if the balance is off, the balance is off, I go get on the scale right now and adjust that little knob on there and say, hey, you know, I'm going to knock off about 10 pounds off the scale. But why that thing? So when the scale reads, it's reading negative 10. But when I jump on, oh, I'm 10 pounds lighter. No, that's a false balance. That's a false balance. And so you think about we want to be honest in business, not corrupt in business. The Bible tells us to do things honestly, do things honestly before men, uh, because everybody's trying to get over in this world. Everybody's trying to get over it. And again, but we, if you're a business owner out there, if you are doing a transaction, we be fair, fair price, fair price. And even when you are purchasing some things, again, sometimes people being a blessing to you, but at the same time, be fair and do the right thing. Uh, the Bible tells us, uh, and so you're not naturally dealing with issues and various things. These things are important to be, especially as a Christian, to be honest in your uh, transactions and dealing with people. Number two, we went on to say is when pride cometh, then cometh shame. He says, but the lowly, but with the lowly is wisdom. With the lowly is wisdom. So pride, pride, we share with you many times. God hates pride. God despises. The Bible says he resists the proud. Satan was kicked out of heaven because of his pride. Again, and so on and on and on, we have to continue to beat that thing called pride into the ground every day. Every day. Pride could pop up in any occasion. Pride could pop up in a marriage. Pride could pop up in on the workplace. Pride could pop up on the street corner. Pride and everything, thinking more highly of ourselves, thinking more highly than what we ought to. The Bible says an abomination, and God hates it. He says, when pride cometh, then cometh destruction. You ever seen that? Get the big head, and then we fall flat on our face. It always happens again, or getting straight in your stuff and <laughs> fall flat on your face. I'm telling you, God knows how to uh, humble us. God knows how to humble, again, the prideful. God, help us not to be proud. God, the Bible says, then cometh shame. You end up with egg on your face. End up, uh, again, uh, uh, the loser in it all because of pride and Satan naturally is the loser naturally he is the ultimate defeated one and he will one day he's still strutting his stuff even as we speak right now but you know one day his, his, his day will come and naturally those who follow him and we don't want to get caught up following uh, the, 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 the father of pride is why he's the father of lies but he's also the father of pride I would say and so naturally pride when pride cometh then cometh shame it cometh shame he says but the lowly but with the lowly is wisdom. The Bible tells us lowly. It's not lowliness is not weakness. Meekness is not weakness. Weak, weakness and, and lowliness uh, uh, again uh, is, is not the same. Being low in spirit, Jesus said low. He said I'm uh, meek and lowly. He didn't come in strutting and stuff. The Bible said he was a weak, meek and lowly man. Uh, Moses, the great great man that Moses was, was meek and meekest among all men. Because why again? When you can humble yourself and, and subject yourself to things, that's strength. To be able to hold your tongue, hold your peace, hold your thoughts. Again, take the low road. Again, it, it tells us here, uh, that's wisdom. You don't always have to win the argument. You don't always have to win the fight between me and my wife. All right, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. Sometimes she's right, sometimes I'm right. Whatever the case may be, or sometimes we don't see eye to eye, but you know what? At the end of the day, nah, it's not worth departing over. It's not worth divorcing over. And so you look at these things 
That's a smart move to stay humble. It's a smart move to stay humble. And so he says, again, the low, it's wise to stay humble. It's wise. Because once you get to talking too much and running your mouth, <laughs> think about getting pulled over by the cops. You get to running your mouth. That's not too smart. The less you say, you may get off. But the less you say, think about that. Am I right? The less you say, uh, when you get pulled over, you get to running your mouth. Hey, you're always picking on us. And this, that, and the other. Hey, uh, what'd you pull me over for? I ain't do nothing wrong. Hey, hey, hey. Just humble yourself. Yes, sir, Mr. Officer. A lot of times, that's key. That'll help you skate on a lot of tickets. Anyway, that's the word to the wise. But you get out there and start talking all type of mess to the, to the officer or to whoever. It will cause you trouble in the end. Listen to what it says. Smart, it's a smart move to stay humble. Number three went on. It says integrity. Integrity of the upright shall guide them. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Honesty is the best policy. Integrity. Honesty is the best policy, brothers and sisters. Be honest, even though you may get in trouble for it. Be honest. Be honest. You know what? Yeah, I was late. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, I did it. Be honest is the best policy. Because when, like you say, when raising children, just be honest with me. Don't lie to me. Because when you start lying to me, you're going to get in more trouble. And so naturally, honesty is the best policy. The integrity of the right shall guide them. And the Bible goes on to say, but perversions of transgressions shall destroy them. He's, uh, uh, <clears throat> so it will bring destruction when we, when we are perverse in our ways. Transgress the law. Transgress the word of God. The Bible says honesty is the best policy. So uh, and, and really, when you do this, when you walk in your integrity, you don't have to look over your shoulder. You don't have to look over your shoulder, wondering who, what, and the other, uh, what's going on. You can you can sleep well at night because you've been honest. You don't have to worry about what people may say or do because you're honest. You're true to self and true with others. And before we went on, it says rich prophets, rich richest prophet in the not in the day of wrath, richest prophet not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. And so money can't buy God. Money cannot buy God. The Bible says, beware, people think gain is godliness. That's not true. The Bible says money can't buy favor with God either. You can't buy God. Just because you pay tithe or we give any offer, that's still not going to buy favor. Naturally, he says here, Jesus told him, he said, you tithe, but you're still a hypocrite. You know what I'm saying? So Jesus told him, he said, you can still give all the money in the world, but still be wrong. And you know, in our lives, we must realize money cannot buy favor with God. Riches profit nothing in the day of wrath. In the day of wrath, billionaires unheld. The man with uh, a penny in his pocket died, lost without Christ. Money doesn't matter to God. The true riches come from salvation. True riches come from the Holy Ghost. My friend today, be rich towards God. The Bible says, but righteousness delivered from death. So the righteousness of Christ, <clears throat> and our righteousness comes from God. Our righteousness comes from Christ Jesus, the Lord. Uh, many uh, Money can't buy it. And so naturally, it was bought through Jesus Christ when he gave his life on the cross. How many things for that tonight? The cross of Calvary. Jesus paid it all. Amen. He is the one that paid the ultimate price, my friend, today. Thank God for Jesus. Number five, when I says the righteous, uh, the righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. Number six, well, it's self-explanatory. Some of this stuff is repeat to or same context. The Bible says in verse six, he says, the righteousness of the upright shall uh, deliver them. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them. He said, but the transgressors shall be taken in their own nightiness. So naturally, again, 
failure to repent, failure to turn to God. Again, it will eventually catch up. Sin will catch up, my friend. Sin will catch up. David said, fret not thyself because of evil doers. It will catch up. You see, out in the world today, people seem to get over and they seem to be able to uh, uh, get over through schemes and plots and scams and uh, robbing people of things. But, you know, it will catch up. God sees all and knows all. Sin will, will eventually be unveiled. It will eventually be unveiled. There's nothing secret we can have from God. We covered a few days ago. Number four, seven, he says, uh, when the wicked man dies, number seven, when the wicked man dies, his expectations perish. He said, the hope of the unjust men perish. And so naturally, uh, there's a rude awakening. There's a rude awakening for the unjust. There's a rude awakening for the sinner. Some say uh, in mockery of God, they say, oh, we're going to party in hell. We're going to party in hell. We're going to have a big party. No, there's no parties in hell, my friend. Tonight. There's a rude awakening. For the atheist, there's a rude awakening. For the religious, there's a rude awakening. We must have a reality in God. Jesus said, they cried to me and said, Lord, Lord. He said, I never knew them. They're in for a rude awakening. We've got to live right, do right, and, and walk in the line, toe the line that God expects of us. We must walk upright before God. God blesses righteousness, my friend, today. Righteousness, again, today, when we do right, things work out right. When we think right, things work out right. When we act right, things work out right. Church today, we must, we must stay in the righteousness of Almighty God. Let's walk uprightly before Him. The Bible says, no good thing will be withhold from them and walk uprightly. Number 91 says, a hypocrite with his mouth destroyed his neighbor. He said, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. And so even the hypocrite, they will destroy their neighbor. They would, it's everybody else's fault but mine. The hypocrite will destroy any and everybody. Talk about any and everybody but themselves. Talk about any and everybody but themselves. You know what? So we should be share with you over the past few weeks. Let's do our own self-examination. We we share with you how that this, this is the holy season for the Jewish people. They're celebrating Sukkot. Sukkot uh, and one of the uh, feasts, and, and really today, I saw today, uh, going to the temple today, and, and so you think about it, it's a time of reflection, a time of, really it's the, it's the harvest season as well, but it's a time of reflection, a time of making things right with God, a time of make, mending and making peace with God and, and others, and, and and doing right by that neighbor, it's a lot of teaching that I was tempted to lead in that direction, one thing I'll give you this, they have three things, they have a palm, and they have a fruit, and they have another like mirth type of plant that they all put it together. In other words, they're make they're binding together to do what to to uh, make unity with their neighbor, with the Gentiles as well. Now it's kind of we have to teach another time, but you think about this. But to make peace with your neighbor, but he, a hypocrite with his mouth destroyed his neighbor, but but through knowledge shall uh, the just be delivered through knowledge. And so the tongue is important, brothers and sisters. What we say, what we say is especially for a Christian. For a Christian, what we say is important. Uh, James said the tongue is a world of fire. Again, nations again, nation, against nations because of the tongue. Uh, fights and, and, and things happen because of the tongue. Disagreements rise and division takes place because of the tongue. James said it's a world of fire. Mouth speak. He said out of, out, of the, out of the mouth, the heart speaks. Another place Jesus said uh, his words are used to destroy him. And so you think about this in uh, uh, James, he told us how this thing, he says, the world of fire, who can tame this thing? So we must say, God, control my tongue, control my tongue, my mind, my heart, my soul. Let's go to verse 10. The Bible says, when it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth. When the wicked perish, there is shouting. Good times in the city. We share with this 
a few nights, uh, not weeks ago, I guess, months, about rejoicing in the city or joy to the city. Good time. Go back and look at that video of service. And so good times in the city. Uh, think about it. Uh, the city rejoiced when dictators died. I remember Saddam Hussein, he died, was uh, hung, and they, the people rejoiced. They rejoiced. <clears throat> and there was good times. So, thinking about a, a cruel, cruel someone is taken out of the way. Naturally, the city rejoices when things go right and good times. Again, with all this turmoil and all this stuff that goes on, man, it's, it's impossible. It's hard to rejoice. Makes it hard to shout and dance. Why? Because there's something lurking in the background. There's something happening. And naturally, you know, again, we pray that God will bring joy to the soul, joy to the city, joy to men and women. Uh, let's read verse 11. Uh, he says, by the blessings of the upright, the city is exalted. He said, but the, it's overthrown by the mouth of the wicked, by the mouth of the wicked. I was sharing with you two, con comparing, contrasting. And, and the text I used the other day about joy in the city. Uh, one, one occasion was Sodom and Gomorrah. We all know it was a wicked city. God told him, he says, flee that place because God was going to destroy the city. God was going to destroy that city because of the sin that was prevalent. And that's where God destroyed the city because of wickedness that reigned. But in the gospel, I like what the gospel says. Uh, how that when when they came, when Christ came, and the people heard the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the city rejoiced. I was sharing with you other day. I kind of skimmed on it. Me and my wife were talking about. I said, "Man, we live in a city that, again, there's a lot of strongholds, a lot of strongholds. There's a lot of issues in this city, and the devil hates to see a church built in this city. He hates the churches of this city, churches that are preaching the gospel and teaching the gospel and endeavoring to do something for the kingdom of God. He'll do all he can to turn out." the churches of Jesus Christ in this city. Because why? He knows that, again, he has a grip in this city. But I like what it said in, in the book of uh, Acts, chapter 8. Acts, chapter 8, verses 5 through 8. The Bible says, And then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. But we'll continue to preach Christ until men and women are liberated. We, got, we must continue to stand on Christ. The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it because why? We're dependent on Jesus. Upon that rock of Christ Jesus we stand. Natural verse 6, he says, And the people with one accord gave heed unto the things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Number 7, he went on, says, For the unclean spirits, crying with loud voices, came out of many of that, of that were possessed with them, and many taken with palsy. That were lame and were healed. Verse 8 I'm going to bring you to the Bible says, and there was great joy in that city. Why? Because Jesus was being preached, people were being delivered, people were being healed. And they was really focusing on Christ. They didn't have time for all the, all the side jump, all the side issues, all the, the soap opera going on in the background and all this stuff. They had to focus on Christ. Amen. And church today, that's what you need to do. Focus on Jesus. Focus on the things of God. Focus on the things in which God has installed because the enemy will try to distract us with every, any and everything. And naturally, if he can get the church distracted, if he can get the church full of mess, a church full of drama, naturally, we get distracted from the ultimate cause, and that's winning souls for Christ. Number 12, it went on and says, he that uh, is void of wisdom despises his neighbor. Number 12. Back to uh, uh, Proverbs 11, 12, Proverbs 11, 12. The Bible says he that is void of wisdom and despises his neighbor. And so naturally we must use wisdom. We're dealing with people, dealing with your neighbors. Think about what you're doing. And here in New York City, the, our space between our houses are very short, probably about 15 feet at the most, if that. Some are less than that. 
Some are only separated by walls. <laughs> and naturally, some houses here in New York City don't have right AC. So in the summertime, people go here, all your business. And you know what? Uh, <clears throat> you think about it, how that we must be considerate of our neighbors as well. Be considerate of your neighbor, who they are. And so we must use wisdom in all of that. Use wisdom in what you say and what you think and how you act. How you, how we are portrayed in the neighborhood. I, say, I don't care what people think about me. You be sure as Christians. We really should. We should care. Why? Because, again, we want to win them to Christ. We want to win them to Christ. And so the Bible says we are void of wisdom if we despise our neighbors. If we, uh, the Christians on the block, are fighting with their neighbors. We try our best to be a testimony at the church in that block. We try our best to be at peace with all the neighbors. Not everybody's going to like us on that block. Not everybody's going to like us in the neighborhood. But we endeavor to be a good testimony to people, even when they disagree, even when you know they hate you, even when you know that they don't like us. But you know, you smile and wave, speak anyway. They may not speak back sometimes. You know what? But again, we continue to love them and care for them because one day they may be Again, a deacon or a choir member. They may be one day, a preacher one day, but you show them love. He said, but a man of understanding holdeth his peace. And so naturally, I mean, one time we was having a revival outdoors. We had revivals outside. And uh, outside in the tent, this man across the street got to yelling and carrying on right before a church service. Uh, yelling and whatever. I didn't even hear what he said. I really wasn't focusing on him. But you know what? We must make sure we must hold your peace at times. You know what? And, and the best thing to do is just continue to move on and preach Jesus. Hey, man, they naturally, I'm sure when disciples preach and teach out in public, people were trying to outshout them and out uh, uh, speak them and really throwing things. They probably threw bottles. They probably threw trash at them. They probably did everything to them, but they kept on preaching. They threw rocks at them, but they kept on preaching. You know what? Why? Because we must hold our peace to get the word out in spite of what our neighbor may do. And letting the Lord fight our battles. Hold your peace. Be at peace. Number 13, when it says, The talebearer uh, re reveal his secrets. <laughs> he that is faithful. He that is faithful uh, is a faithful. He that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Gossip in the latest rumor. Gossip in the latest thing. Gossip in the latest whatever. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times, you know, keep that thing to yourself. Why? Because, again, it, it, it can really cause a lot of problems. And as a pastor, a lot of things I cannot share with other people. Can't share because why it was a concealed matter. Actually, uh, again, we must be wise in how we interact with people and how we do things. Why? Because, again, it can hurt people down the line. And it causes rumors. It causes people to think differently of people. People may go through things at times in their lives. And actually, if we quick to run and, and tell people's business and all these different things, again, it can destroy a lot of relationships. Along the way. Number 14, he says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Thank God. Thank God. I remember uh, Reverend Kenson said one time, long rangers die. Long rangers die. And I really didn't really understand, but I thought about it. Yeah, long rangers die. Being out there, a uh, ramble out there, or a long ranger running out there on your own. And you think about this, a loose cannon we shared with you the other day, about how, again, with no counsel, no direction. Thank God for pastors. Pastors, I have a pastor. If you may not know, I have a pastor. I have overseers. I have people above me. Amen. And naturally, we receive counsel there. We and try to take in their endeavor, uh, their instructions, and endeavor to, to abide by what they what they instruct. And so, again, uh, when we when we do this, there's safety. 
there's safety in it all. We thank God for our general board. We thank God for people that are that are uh, uh, some come spiritual fathers in, in other places. Why? Because uh, they we we entrust them to to serve God and, and get messages from God and believe God and do the things of God. And naturally, there's safety in that. There's safety in that. And naturally, before can we make harsh and rash things and destroy our own lives? You know what? Uh, say, let me let me talk to my pastor. Let me talk to uh, again, uh, my brother or my sister. Why? Because again, uh, and really, really should run it by your pastor and various things because it is important. Why to get godly advice? And so naturally, again, he says, but and there is safety in that. There is safety. That's why it's important to come to church. It's important again. I share with share with us. We we here for you to pray for you, pray with you, pray with you. Again, a lot of times uh, folks was tell me, hey, I've been in the hospital. Why didn't you tell me I could have prayed for you? Find out when they in the hospital. Man, call me after you call 911. Call me. Hey, man, we'll start praying right away. Why? Because, again, it's important. Preacher, we have a lot of mercy problems. We call us. We can endeavor to try to step in and help. Uh, whatever the case may be. Why? Because we want to help men and women see them, again, uh, reach safety. And it's safe. Amen. And we endeavor to do that for the kingdom of God. Number 15, let's keep on. We got a lot covered. The Bible says, He that, he that is surety for a stranger uh, shall smart for it. He said, he that hated surety is sure. So minimizing risk. He's dealing with business transactions again about minimizing risk. Uh, careful who you do business with as well. Co-signing on things. You may be careful what you co-sign to. Be careful what you tie yourself to. Again, because uh, some things are risky. Some things, are, 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 again, are not sure. Again, I, I hate going to the stores many times, especially when there's a salesman involved. Uh, they want to fast talk you, get you um, door sales. They come to your house, hey, uh, uh, hey, is your wife home? Let's talk about this. You can get some new windows, new this, new solar panels, all these different things. And they try to fast talk you into something. I say, you know what? Hey, I ain't, and they got they got contracts ready. We got people in the neighborhood that'll install this tonight if you if you want. How I many one time they installed this security system? <laughs> he said, we got people in the neighborhood right now. There's been a lot of break-ins in the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? They they do various things, but you know what? Hey, you know what? Back up, back up, back up. We try to fast talk me into this thing. And thankfully, you know, they, they slipped up and said, oh, you got three days to cancel. Uh, thank God for them three days you got to cancel. If you ever do business with something and sign a bad contract, you got three days to cancel that thing. Three business days to get out of that mess. Amen. And in some places, it's 10 business days. One time they tried to sign me up for a timeshare. Fast talking me. It sounded good, man. It looked good. The numbers. I, I really, really wasn't feeling the numbers. You know what? And uh, 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 they gave me 10 days. Man, I got back home. I said, you know, I'm canceling this thing. <laughs> The guy kind of called me, hey, what happened? You were so sure. No, 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 forget it. It didn't sound, I, I don't need it. You know what? Be careful what you do business, how you do business with things. Because all they see is dollar signs. But you know what? You must be wise before you uh, shake hands on that deal and who you do business with. Number 16 went on, says a gracious woman. And again, remember when you're reading Proverbs, there's a lot of nuggets, words of wisdom, things, little pieces and nuggets. Sometimes it's bouncing all over the place. So Solomon, uh, he gave us just words of wisdom. And things to ponder in your heart. The Bible says a gracious woman retaineth honor, and a strong man retaineth riches. So think about this. He's talking about a gracious woman. Ladies, keep yourself. Keep yourself honorable women. Honorable women of dignity. Go back and look at the old photos. And you can go back 30 years ago, 40 years ago, back in the, the day. Again, women carried themselves with dignity. Many men as well. You go back and look at my old black and white pictures. Men used to wear suits. Men used to 
have hats and dignity and they were uh, dress up to go various places and really care about what they're doing. But now we, we wear jeans to the, to the whatever, to the, to the church. Or we wear out, nothing wrong with that. You can come as you are, but you know what I'm saying? There was dignity and pride about the way we were covering ourselves. But now coming spandexes and, and, and tights and biker shorts, all these different things. And actually, again, we want you to come to church, but you know what? There should still be some honor and dignity. Now the women walk up and down the street with no honor. And you wonder why again, men say what they say to them or they look at them a certain way and they misabuse them. Why? Because there's no honor and dignity. Ladies, keep yourself. Ladies, be women of honor. Again, keep yourselves honorable women, women of dignity. The Bible says about strong men as well, godly men, strong in the word, strong in, in, in your family, firm and fixed in your family, fathers in your family strong husbands and, and fathers figures in the home we're losing this in our society today again these are great riches valuable and satan knows this satan knows this that's why the home is deteriorating that's why society is deteriorating because of honor and dignity and strong men and women in our society today and so rich rich morally strong men not so much physically or, or uh, financially i should say physically and financially he's talking about both being strong but you know what? Strong in the riches towards God. Riches uh, are emotionally strong. Emotionally strong. Uh, uh, stable. Firm in God. Not tossed to and fro and unstable. Number 17, let's move on a little bit more. Uh, it says, merciful, <clears throat> the merciful man doeth good to his own soul. But he that is cruel troubled his own flesh. Being merciful. But naturally, we, we want mercy from God. We need mercy from God every day. Mercy, morning by morning, new mercies we see. We need God's grace and his mercy every day. And naturally, God says, you know what? Be merciful to others as well. Blessed are the merciful. We should be merciful towards other people. We need mercy at times, and there's times when people need mercy as well. And it goes both ways. And so when you're merciful, you release that person. You release yourself as well. It releases you from bitterness heartache and pain hurt uh, again being kind releases you bible just shared all day about heaping coals of fire on people by being kind being forgiving forgiving because one day we may need to be forgiven we may need someone else to forgive us you can sleep well at night because why it's not trouble you don't want to be tossed throughout all night all throughout the hours of the day toss it and turn it Wondering about this, wondering about that. Again, stressing over things. Why? Because uh, 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 doing uh, paranoid. Why? Because, uh, again, someone has, has been doing dirt. I was thinking about a drug deal. I was sharing with somebody the other day. <clears throat> we was, I was sharing about I was up in the Bronx at the time. I was thinking about the drug dealer. And he was so paranoid. And naturally, why? Because he may be rich. He may be high and mighty, big on the block. But you know what? It's not a, a, a good way to live. And so naturally you can't sleep at night. He's paranoid. Uh, the thief can't really arrest because, again, uh, um, he's constantly having to look over his back. I'm thinking about getting robbed and getting locked up or betrayed by his cohorts or by someone. It's a rough life to live. Amen. Uh, uh, and so the Bible says he, when the one is cruel, he troubles his own flesh. Live a, a violent life, you live a cruel life, you live a sinful life, you trouble, you bring trouble to your own household in your life. All right, let's move on. The Bible says in 18, he says, the wicked worketh a deceitful work, 
but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure sword, a reward, excuse me, a sure reward. The wicked worketh a deceitful work, but to him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. The law of sowing and reaping, as we shared with you before, the law of sowing and reaping, corruption shall reap corruption. Let's read it in Galatians chapter 7, 6, 7, Galatians 6, 7 through 10. The Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. God is not mocked. What God said in his words won't come to pass. It will come to pass. The Bible says, for whatsoever man soweth, numbers planting, whatever you plant, whatever seed you're dropping out there. He says, also shall he reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall reap, uh, of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. We must not do things in the flesh. We must not react in the flesh. We must not react in our own will, but we must react through the spiritual lens, through the spiritual mindset. Men and women, that's why the Bible says we must be led by the spirit, be filled with the Holy Ghost, because this flesh will deceive us. Skin will deceive us. Our nerves will deceive us. Our, our emotions will deceive us. We must be led by the spirit. And as we do this, that's we will reap spiritual things. We will reap spiritual blessings. The Bible says, and let not be weary and well-doing for in due season that shall reap if you faint not. We, uh, as we have, therefore, opportunity, let us do good unto all men. So do good unto all men. All men. He said, especially them of the household of faith. Take care of your brothers and sisters. Love one another. Amen. Church, let's find unity in it all. Amen. And get into the spirit of one mind, one heart, one accord. The Bible says in verse 19, as, as righteousness tended to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. This is back to Proverbs eleven nineteen. Proverbs eleven nineteen. And so a righteous, righteousness tended to life. You feel better? Man, it's, it's good being a Christian. Again, you can sleep at night. You can sleep well because you're endeavoring to do what's right. You're endeavoring to live right. You're endeavoring to think right. You don't have to have a guilty conscience because before the Lord, you're doing your best, striving to walk uprightly every day of your life. So he that pursueth evil pursueth his own death. So naturally, when we pursue after sin, we only hurt ourselves. He told Paul, Saul at the time in the book of Acts, he said, why are you kicking against the pricks? You're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself. You're only doing harm to yourself. And men and women that are away from Christ tonight, we only hurt ourselves uh, being away from Jesus, my friend. We, we, I say we, mankind, must, must come to Christ, must live for God. My friend, come to Christ tonight because it eventually will lead to death. You hurt, you harm your own soul, you're harming your family, you're harming your children, you're harming your neighbors, your, your nieces, nephews, uncle, whoever it may be out there, your neighbor, whoever it is. We harm our community by not living for Christ. The Bible says, and it brings forth death. Uh, we fight against, we can't fight against God, as we all know. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, for me, verse of scripture about death. Sin will lead to death. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. He says, but the gift of God is, e is eternal life through uh, uh, Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ our Lord. The wages of sin is death. The price that we pay because we fail to come to Christ is death and eternally lost. But through Christ Jesus, we can be saved tonight. 
We can be saved. You can be delivered and have life everlasting if you will simply leave the path of death and come to the path of life through Jesus Christ. Number 20 went on to say, I'm going to finish up. I'm almost done. He says, they that are of a forward heart, an abomination to the Lord. Again, he says, but such as are upright in the way are his delight. Detestable heart, sinful heart, a wicked heart. It's abomination. Abomination means detestable, detestable, gross in God's sight, a stench in God's nostrils. Church, we must be sweet smelling savors of the Lord. Live your life, stay, old saving God, stay sweet in your spirit, regardless. Stay right before the Lord. Smile. Amen. Smile within. Have joy within, in spite of what goes on in your life. He says, again, he says, the upright, the upright in their way are his delight. Keep your heart and your mind pure before the Lord. Number 21, he says, though and join in hand, the wicked shall not be unpunished. He says, but the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. He said, you can, it will never fail. It will never, ever fail. Evil has a penalty. Unrighteousness has a penalty. He said, but God can bring deliverance. My friend, they say, God, deliver me from evil. God, deliver me from this. Deliver me from my own ways. Deliver me from my own sin. Deliver me tonight. Make that your prayer if you don't know Christ. Make Christ, again, Christ is a deliverer. Make him your Lord and your Savior. He shall deliver you today. He says here today, and he will put his seed in you, and his righteousness will deliver us from evil to come. It will deliver us from heartache and pain. It delivers us from the things in which plague mankind. God is a deliverer tonight. If you need deliverance, God can deliver. I'm telling you today, trust in the Lord. Call on God. Say, God, I want deliverance in my mind and my soul. Number 22, he went on, says, a, a jewel of gold in, swine, in a swine's uh, snout. So is the fair woman, uh, which is without discretion. <laughs> he used a, a parallel here. And you heard the old thing about lipstick on a pig. Lipstick on a pig. Uh, uh, a pig is still going to be a pig. A pig is still a pig, my friend. And you think about that. Um, he said you can put a gold ring in his nose. Most valuable piece of gold you can find out there in the world. But that pig is still a pig. He's still a pig. And you think about that. You can dress up and, and with the fineries of life. You can cover things. Again, and deck yourself well with things. But the Bible says here today, so is a fair woman as well. So beauty is deceiving. Beauty is deceiving. He says, look, uh, 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 it may look good on the outside, but it's devilish on the inside. I share with me inside the kids growing up. But I said, I don't care how, many, how good your grades are. I don't care how good your grades are. But if your behavior, if your behavior is bad, if your behavior is wicked, if your behavior is, is off the chain and the teacher has to constantly get on you and you the troublesome kid in the school. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you uh, are the honor roll. I don't care. That trumps it all. That outweighs it all. And so he says today, uh, the devilish spirit, uh, uh, a woman without discretion, a woman uh, and really a person that same way that, again, he says, we must, we must, we can't cover it with beauty. We can't cover it with the outside. We must walk in the beauty of home. Let's go to Psalm 96, 10. Psalm 96.10, the Bible says, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. He says, Fear before him all the earth. Fear before him all the earth. He says, uh, again, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Again, today, 
to the world it may not be attractive that person may to, to in god's and in the world eyes eyes of man may not be attractive but you know what in the inside is pure on the inside is beauty in the inside god loves it on the inside god is saying that man is clean that woman is clean they have a beautiful heart they have a beautiful mindset again he says before him uh, i'll fear uh, they fear the lord because again of 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 the fear and the uprightness they desire to live. God loves that. He honors that. We must walk in fear of the Lord. The consequences. Think about what back to what we said. Think about what we're doing. We want to walk in the beauty of holiness. The beauty of it all. In, in all the earth, he says, to worship God in the beauty of holiness, fear him in all the earth. And everywhere we go. That's Psalm 9610. Psalm 96.10. The Bible says in verse, let's go to verse 23, 11, 23. We're trying to wrap this up tonight. We're almost done. I keep saying that preaching. Let's go to 11, 23. The Bible says, desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. You caught up to me? All right. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. You caught up? Hmm? All right. He says, so a good ending for the, there's a good ending for the righteous. There's a good ending for the righteous, my friend. The pure in heart, those that want to do right, there's a good ending at the end of the day. God will honor his word. God will honor, again, what he said. He's a guy, he's not a man that can lie. There's a good, there's some blessings coming out of doing right. He said, no good thing will I withhold. There's a blessing in the end as you continue to walk uprightly before him. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 tells us this. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. You'll be in perfect peace. Because your mind is stayed on you. The Bible says, think on those things that are pure. Because he trusts in thee. Number seven, excuse me, number four, it says, trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Trust God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Can't worry about what people are doing. Can't worry about what things are happening in our world. At the end of the day, you must keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the Lord our God. He says, walking in love. Desire for God. Number 24. He says, there is that scattereth and yet increases. And there is another nugget. There is that withholdeth more than is meat, but tended to poverty. And so he, he kind of went back into the business realm here about sowing, sowing, sowing. When we sow and we, we, we do things out of generosity and out of a cheerful giver, again, do things out of love and do things out of a willing heart. He says here, yeah, you will increase. Your blessings will increase. Right? We say, you will not, uh, you will, if you don't faint in the day of adversity, he says, you'll reap. Your blessing will come. And so when we, when we scatter, when you think about planting grass in the springtime, they throw a bunch of seeds on the ground. And some of them may not even take root, but throw as many seeds as you can out there. And so naturally when we do this, we will see increase again in the day. So in your life, don't stop. Don't stop giving. Don't stop being a generous giver. God will bless. He says, there is that withholding more than me. He said, intend the poverty. So the opposite of that, when you withhold, when you stop, no doubt things will dry up and you will die. And things will fate. You will face poverty, spiritual poverty, 
financial poverty, on and on and on. So be generous. God loves a cheerful giver. Don't hold back in giving and even in tithe and offerings. Give tithe and offerings, brothers and sisters, today. Tithe and offerings. If you have yet to do that, 10% belongs to God. I'm telling you, God will bless your giving. It's in his word. And I'm telling you today, if you do it, I'm telling you, God will. If God doesn't bless you, amen, God is a liar, but we know that's not true. But you got to do the other part. You got to live right, too. You can't just be giving in time and not live right. You got to live right as well. This is what he said in Haggai 1, chapter 5 through 7. I got about three more verses. A few more verses. I ain't going to say three. A few more verses. Haggai 1, 5 through 7. The Bible says, Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Uh, let me know when you pull it up. Haggai 1, 5 through 7. Consider your ways. And so God begins to tell us to consider our ways. And really, Proverbs, you go back and read it, 5 through 7, uh, 1, 5 through 7. He says, consider your ways. And you know what? Getting back to what we say, every day we should wake up, say, God, how's my heart? God, am I doing what's right before you? God, order my steps. God, am I living a life pleasing to you? So naturally, we continue to take a self-examination of my life. And so the Bible says, for you have sown much and bring in little. You eat and have not enough. You drink but you are not filled with drink. You are clothed, but there is none warm. Uh, he that earneth wages, uh, earneth wages to put it in a bag with holes. And that's part of my brain to you about. He says people go in circles and around and around and around, work themselves to death, but their money seems to cannot accumulate. It goes into never, never land. Thus saith the Lord in verse seven, consider your ways. And so, he tells us, again, uh, people can make a lot of money but still be deep, deep in debt. You find it out all the time. Multi-millionaires are deep, deep in debt and poverty. Think about people who make hundreds of millions of dollars. You read about them years later. How in the world are they broke? Why? Because, again, of bad management, bad things. But God is a good manager. I'm telling you, it's a principle of God. We tithe and offering. Give 10% to God out of your income. God will bless it. Number 25, he says, the liberal soul shall be made fat. I'm going to wrap this up. Back to Proverbs 11, 25. The liberal soul maketh fat. He that watereth shall be watered also in himself. So give unto the Lord. Bless others. Bless others as well. And it will return to you. It will return to you. Number 26, he says, he that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. But the blessings shall be upon the head of them that sell it. So don't hold back. He's just dealing with business principles. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Keep, uh, keep your, uh, continue to bless others. And, and, but we also know, even in this business principle we see here today, nothing's free as well. Some people want a free ride. Nothing's free either. He says, sell it. He said, give it away. He says, sell it. Sell it. <laughs> and so, you know what? Be a blessing. And back to how we open up in business, bless others as well. But we live in a world where business is not always that way. We live in a world where people are kind of, people get over all the time. But as Christians, Let's do the right thing. Number 27, he says, He that diligently seek good procureth favor. And he that seeketh mischief, it shall become un come unto him. So again, back to the law of sowing and reaping. It's an ebb and flow back and forth. Again, he rinses and repeats itself a lot of times. And words is a different way. Do right, you'll be blessed. Do evil, you shall reap uh, the things of evil. Number 28, he said, He that trusteth in his riches shall fall. But the righteous flourishes as a branch. The righteous flourishes as a branch. And so, you know what? Let's go to 1 Timothy 6, 
12 through 6 through 12, excuse me. 1 Timothy 6, 12, 6 through 12. The Bible says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. He says, we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we would carry nothing out. So at the end of the day, the Apostle Paul here was telling me, he says, you know what? Godliness is great gain. Wonderful. You got it. Praise the Lord. Amen. But you know what? He was letting us put it in perspective as well. The Bible says in verses uh, 8, he says, and having food and raiment, let us be content with. He says, but they that will be rich fall into temptations and snare into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. And so he began to let us know the downfall of those that focus on riches, focus on these things. If that's the primary thing you focus on, it will come back to bite you. It will come back to bite you. Um, and so he says, number 10, he says, for the love of money. He didn't say money, but the love of it. The love of money is the root of all evil. While some have coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Back to what we said, people have to constantly watch their back and not watch over themselves and worry, and worry about various things and getting robbed and all these different things because of the possessions they have. And really, they sell their soul. Some of them, and others sell their soul out as well. The sorrow that comes with that. There's heartache that comes with that. There's more taxes you got to do, more paperwork you got to do as well. But anyway, that's, that's the least of my worries. And when you think about this, but the, the biggest worry that you have is to sell God out, to chase out the dollar bill. Don't sell your soul out for money. Don't miss services because of the job. Hey Amen. Many work themselves to death. Three, four jobs. Uh, got to hustle. Got to hustle. You know what? Ain't that much hustle in the world. I'll get you God later on down the line. No, no, no. You get, get God now. God will take care of the rest. God will bless you with one job. <laughs> or God will bless you to where you ain't got to work at all. Granted Jesus, amen. To where you don't have to work at all. He'll bless you with passive income. Uh, again, residual income. God will bless you with a building or something where you can rent it out. Pray, pray to ask God to do these things. And we continue to pray that same thing. God grant us a place where we can rent out. Amen. Where people can work for you. God can do it. Amen. God can do it. So continue to pray with us. Big things in store. In the days ahead. Number number eleven, he went on and says, But thou, O man of God, flee these things, fall out the righteousness. So in other words, he was telling him, he says, But don't focus on these things. Get your soul in order first. He says, Fall out the righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Number eleven, he says, Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. He says, One and two also are called. He says, I have to profess a good profession before men, many witnesses. And so naturally, make sure your soul is in line. Make sure your soul is in line. And do things honest before the Lord. Let's go back to Proverbs and wrap this up. The Bible says, He that troubles his, his own house shall inherit the wind, and the fool shall uh, be service to his uh, to the wise of heart. Let's stop doing things that will mess up your household. Stop doing things that will mess up your household. Use wisdom. Stop doing things that will mess up your spouse. This is verse 29. Proverbs 11, 29. Stop doing things that will mess up your household. Stop doing things that will mess up your house, your children. Decisions that we make can mess up the future of our children, of our, of our relatives, of your neighbors, your co-workers. Horrible decisions. Again, when you trouble your own house. Bible says, cast your cares on him. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Give your troubles over to Jesus. Don't make trouble for your own house. Don't make trouble for your own life. And so we see here today, you shall inherit the wind. The Bible went on to say in verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that wins the souls is wise. For the Christian's night, with all of these things we've given you, Christian living, Christian morale, morality, various things being a testimony, 
how we conduct our business, how we interact with one another, how we interact with the world, how we interact in our daily activities. But back of the day, at the end of the day, the back burn of it all, I want to win souls. Let me win the unbeliever. Let me win the man that's arguing with me. Let me win my enemy. Let me win the one despised for the users me. Let me win the loss. Let me win the man of the drive through that messed up my order. Let me win the waitress that, that, that messed up the whole thing. It's taking a long time. And we just come from a, a, a big church service. We all there getting mad at the workers and all these other things. You know, at the same time, we all preach it. Let me keep a testimony. Let me keep smiling. Why? Because, again, we want to win them. We want to win them. Amen. And so you think about this. He tells us here we, we must be wise in our testimony. I want to win the police officer that pulled me over. I want to be. I want to win over the the the, the even even the one that's uh, trying to rob me. Whatever case may be, whoever it may. I'm just giving examples. We want to win souls. Win souls. Win souls. Let that be our primary focus. And so in navigating winning souls, we got a lot of things we have to fight. There's a lot of things that the church has to deal with. And make make this. Let's make this operate. Let it not be us. Let it not be you and I that hinders the winning of souls to Christ. Wise people, we must be wise because people are watching. Number thirty-one is the last verse in Proverbs. The Bible says, "Behold, the righteous shall be recompensed in the earth. Much more the wicked and the sinner." And so the righteous will inherit the earth. One time a Jehovah's Witness was asking me, he said, where is heaven? Where is heaven? I said, well, it's up there. Where is the, I think it was, where is the kingdom of God? I said, well, right now it's up there. And he kind of was like, okay. I said, but one day, he said, no, the kingdom of heaven is on earth. I said, one day it will be on earth. But right now it's up there. <laughs> and so naturally you think about this. We all want to go to heaven. We all want to go. The Bible says the righteous shall inherit inherit the new Jerusalem, the new kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, heaven. Think about heaven is up there, but the kingdom, the new Jerusalem will come down and dwell in a new heaven and a new earth. We will live here one day. Let's be close with Jesus' word in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, back to what we're talking about, weakness, the lowly. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The meek and lowly, my friend. Matthew 5, 3 through 9. Matthew 5, 3 through 9. Let's pull it up again. Let me know where you get it. Ready? All right, let's read it again. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the they that mourn, for they shall inherit the they shall be comforted. Excuse me. Blessed are the meek. Back to the meek and lowly, how we open up this day. For they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And blessed are the merciful, we cover that, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God one day. Let's make that our prayer. And one day abide by his word. And because we do that and live for him, we will see God eternally. And reign and rule with him forevermore. The Bible says in verse 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. 
some words of wisdom tonight. Are we peacemakers? And to be a peacemaker, you got to be at peace yourself. To be a peacemaker, you must be at peace with self. Be at peace with God. And then be at peace with your fellow man. Brothers and sisters, these are some words of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Some other scriptures. Let's take heed. Take heed to, to what the word of God says. Let us be at peace with God. Well, go in peace. Walk in peace. Walk in the word of God. And he says, much life in you. Live peaceably with all men. Serve God. Be a testimony. Jesus endeavored to be at peace with all people. All men. Even though he was despisefully used. Wrongfully done. Mistreated. Talked about. But as we shared the other night. He died for all. That all could be saved. Let's continue to be like Christ. Walking in his will and his ways. God bless you. Our prayer. It'll be a lengthy Bible study. But again, God knows. This is better than Netflix. Amen. Or your favorite TV show. God bless you. I pray we'll see you soon. Amen. May the Lord bless you. We'll see you Thursday night in person. In person. 334 Ashford Street. Come join us. Bring a friend. Bring a friend. Bring somebody to the house of the Lord. You say, I can't come on Sundays. Well, we got a Thursday night service. Got a Thursday night service. If you are one that works on Sundays. If you are one that works on Sunday. Back to all about talking about working and various things. Well, we got a Thursday night service. Amen. We got a Thursday night service. You can come. Amen. Be the will of the Lord. So, so come this Thursday evening. Amen. And watch God bless you in a mighty way. Make that your make that your day of worship for the week. If you cannot come during on the Sunday, come on Thursday night and come be blessed by Almighty God. We'll see you soon. God bless you.